Hey, it's Luke here. I just want to tell you about a new podcast I'm involved in, which is called The C Word. Six weeks ago, my eldest brother Lee was diagnosed with stage 4 brain cancer. It is the type of news that stops you and your family in your tracks and offers a fairly sobering reminder of what this life is about. Over those six weeks, we've had many a conversations trying to understand this new health challenge and the road ahead. And as easy as it would be to fall into a heap and give in early with such difficult news, I asked my brother what he needed from me most. Outside of the obvious and much needed support for him and his family, he said, most importantly, I just need to focus on beating this with optimism. So with a desire to support in a way that benefits him, educates us, and hopefully informs those we don't know, we decided to create this podcast that could tell that story as it unfolds, capturing the highs, the lows, the unknowns, and hopefully plenty of optimism along the way. To come on the journey, search The C Word on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts free. Welcome to Itch. My name's Luke. I'm 32 years old, and I'm from Australia. I've spent my life with an insatiable curiosity, an itch, if you will, and a need to understand more. There is a clear desire for so many of us, irrelevant of background, ethnicity, or sexuality, to live more authentically and to seek out an alternative narrative to that which currently exists. I use my stories to take you on a journey where I've challenged my own truths through the ability to ask more questions than I have answers maintaining a great sense of humor, always viewing the world through a lens of empathy, but most importantly, to live in the gray. These attributes have assisted me to seek out different perspectives and to create a life that is more flourishing and progressive for me and, well, hopefully for those around me. So if you're interested to know more, welcome to Itch. Lesson number 13. Respect that everyone's path is their own. It's very easy for so many of us to acquire a place where we believe that either the road we are on or the path we're following or the viewpoint that we hold of the world uh, is in fact, quote unquote, the truth and is in fact the path that people or everyone is either been on or going on or, or should be on. It's very easy for us to fall into this, this way of thinking where we see our path as the unique path or as the path that everyone treads. And I guess this lesson for me has been one, I've learned it a lot over the years, but I think there's a difference between hearing people talk about this or or hearing like a nice concept where it's like, you know, everyone's different, but then reflecting back on your own adversity and reflecting back on the different situations that you've had where you've actually been able to truly understand and not only empathize with it, but help people on that journey as well. And so Respect that everyone's path is their own is is probably something that I have progressively learned um, over the even more so the most recent years. And I think in a time now where we are so bombarded um, with different types of social apps, which are built on algorithms to to kind of further segment us into our own beliefs and our own groups and our own communities, which has some really positive effects on one way, but on another way can be um, quite polarizing. I think it's a time when when empathy empathy and respect at its deepest level is required for us to all at least continue in the same direction. 
And so for me, when I think about when I learned this lesson, it would, it would probably be when I first came out, to be fair. Um, I wrote about this in my, in my book as well, which is about, you know, everyone's reaction uh, is different and it's usually more about them than it is you, right? Which kind of ties me back into that everyone's path is their own. I remember at the time of coming out, once I'd kind of gone through, and I, and I know I've done um, a podcast on here previously talking about what it, the experience was like with coming out. But once I came through the other side and, and, and kind of came out of that darkness and began re-engaging with friends and, and trying to explain, I guess, or, or give some concept or, uh, around what I've been through and um, how I kind of see the world, a really important thing that I had to take into consideration was that everyone's path is their own, which meant everyone's reaction, everyone's viewpoint, um, how they came on the journey is going to be really relevant to them more than it is to me. Whilst I, I met with them and I had a, a level of expectation, I guess, which is self-created, you know, you kind of hope maybe is, is a better word at times for some people, you kind of expect um, that they will be loving and supportive and kind, or they will react in a particular way. I found that not everyone did, right? And that's, that's probably one of the, the biggest difficulties for, for uh, other people who might be listening and who've equally had to come out. That's, a, that's the toughest part about this whole stupid idea of having to come out from, from the space of sexuality to, to tell people how you truly identify, which ultimately is none of their business. But, but it is their business because we're social creatures and therefore we all like to understand who, who we're with and who our clans, you know, who our tribes are and who we're connected with. You know, there, there are different times with different people. There are some people who I, I sat down with and I, I explained to them where I was and, and they cried and they were, you know, they were sad because they couldn't believe I'd gone through so much darkness on my own. Um, I had other people who, you know, kind of played that card. I only had one, maybe one or two who kind of played the card of, um, oh, well, you know, I kind of knew this was, this was the case. And then you have others who you kind of expect that they're going to be like, yeah, no dramas, mate. But all of a sudden you see them retract. And you see them move away and you think, geez, what have I done? Am I that bad of a person? Is the way that I choose to love so deeply offensive to them? Maybe there's something wrong with me. And I think where this is where the lesson really came into effect. And it was this, this time when I had to hand over a little bit of myself to go, this is not about you. Yes, you can't help who you are. And yes, I can be kind around who needs to know and who doesn't need to know and where it's appropriate and where it's not. And, you know, that's all relevant to you are more than just your sexuality. So so not everyone needs to, you know, be bought into that story from the very beginning unless you're, you're fully um, trying to deepen with them a bit and, and understand who, you know, one another are. But it was a time where I had to hand it over and actually realize I've just got to respect the fact that actually for them, maybe this isn't okay in their mind. Maybe they haven't overcome a level of prejudice um, is how I see it because it's obviously, uh, you know, whatever they're holding is is now forcing them to, to repel against it. So obviously there's there's something in their heart. And, and I just had to respect the fact that maybe they'll come along, but maybe they won't. And actually it's not down to me to decide that. And I think I see a lot of this in the world today and, and, and I see myself do it and I see myself even now continue to do it at times where you come across situations, you know, we all hold different views, different beliefs, different ideas of the world. And it's very easy for us to turn around and to say that our way is right and that anyone who doesn't agree with it, obviously there's something wrong with them. When actually it's even greater if we have the ability 
to realize that our way is one particular way and one particular view and one particular path in a world of a multitude of paths and diversity and just such beauty in the way in how diverse we are in, in, in our in our pathways to there to, to wherever we're, we're leading to and I think the really important part for me is realizing that and respecting that everyone's path is their own and you know recently we had some really difficult news uh for my brother who um has uh has been diagnosed with a um you know a serious health condition um and even in that process even the people so close to you um, when there's so much emotion around and so much at stake and, you know, you're dealing with things that you just didn't think you'd, you'd ever want to have to be dealing with. And again, this lesson has come thick and fast and firm and to the front of the line to kind of remind you that you've got to respect that everyone's path is their own. And this is, you know, a matter of understanding that when you're in a difficult situation and your family members maybe aren't following along in the way that you potentially expected them to or in a way that you would hope and, and, and kind of wish that they would. And it's not, again, that any of those people are, are, are bad people or are acting in a terrible way. It's just that it's a reminder that we all have to respect that everyone's path is their own. And so as long as we're at least moving forward, there might be times where you and those around you are in a particular space and another individual is is maybe not there yet. And it's not that they're a bad person. It's just that you've got to maybe assist them on that journey. And so I guess with that in mind and with those couple of stories around respecting everyone's path is their own, I, I guess I want to invite you all to think about it for yourself. Think about it for yourself where maybe there's been times, maybe it's your your own personal, um, you know, your own personal spiritual or religious beliefs. Maybe it's your political views. Maybe it's just simply your views of the world as it is. And think about where discord may exist or where you've found that people are um, either distancing themselves or they don't agree with it. And, and think about your reaction to that. When you're reacting to that, why are we reacting in a certain way? Why are we, why are we wanting to jump in and challenge and fight for that view where sometimes it is absolutely required because that's where great debate and challenge and, and you know, healthy consultation can definitely um, elevate a situation. Don't get me wrong, but I'm talking day-to-day -day stuff. You know, when you find yourself in a, in a difficult situation, and people aren't quite there yet. Before we go to judge, before we cast that view of the world, and I say this reminding myself of it as well, we need to try and make the time to reflect on those around us and maybe empathize a little bit with them and think, I wonder where they're coming from. I wonder what their path looks like. I wonder what their road has been like to get to where they are right now. I wonder if the person they are right, right now is of greater capacity, greater ability than they ever were before. And so my judgment of them having to follow this particular path or, or follow my particular path, or should I say for them not wanting to follow it because you know obviously they're they're not on the same same wavelength as we are here, my judgment is 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 detrimental. It's detrimental to the the the, the leaps and bounds that they've had to get to where they currently are now. And so when I'm in this situation and I've, I've been trying to think about it and really go over it recently to think, what do we do when you get into these situations? What do we do? I think first and foremost, step one, I ask myself, 
am I expecting a certain response from this person? What am I thinking? Why are they not there? Why is there, why is there a breakdown now between where I think we should be and where I feel that they are? And if, there, if I am expecting a certain response, is this expectation realistic or is it mine alone? And so that's where that empathy comes into it. If I'm truly empathizing with them, then expectation shouldn't be there because expectation is self-formed, right? In, in that way, we can have a, a hope that that's how we see it because it maybe it aligns a bit closer. But, you know, is that expectation realistic for both parties, you know, um, or is it simply mine alone? And if they aren't with me now, if we're not there in that same space, whatever that might look like, could I do anything to help them along on that journey. And I think this is where empathy and action comes along. Because if we truly respect that everyone's path is their own, then I think we can respect that in times where we need one another as social creatures and, and as clans and tribes and as people who've, who've got as far as we have because we've come together in this space of unity, if we, if we require that, you know, if we respect that everyone's path is is their own, are we at least moving towards something if we're to do it as a collective? And can I help them? Can I take empathy into action and can I help them along in that path? Or if it's not a space where we have to come together in a space of unity and move together, is this maybe a time where I allow them to to go and explore on their own path on, on their own without having to feel any guilt or responsibility for it and then hope that maybe in the future somewhere along our pathways can cross again and we can come back together. I'm Luke Evans. Thanks for listening to Itch.